Welcome to another Pro Football Doc podcast here, Sports Injury Central. This is our post-NFL draft edition, midst of the NBA playoff edition, baseball early season edition. And today, we have addition by subtraction. No Taylor, subtraction. And uh, special guest is going to be the subject material and uh, Jacob. I love having guests in the off season and I'd love to hear comments, whether through YouTube or the Apple or my Twitter, if you guys like guests and who you want to see during the season, we just don't have time during the off season from football. We have some time, but scheduling's the deal. And honestly, a lot of it is mine with kids and this, that, the other, but we had guests lined up. Something came up, this, that, the other, Plan B, something came up. And actually, Jacob, I had a guest lined up, ready to go today. He did good work with the draft. And then in talking to him, uh, he was excited to tell me that, and I won't say who, he's got an opportunity to work with a team. And I was like, yeah, you shouldn't do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Why don't you, you yeah. know, convert that opportunity when you got the phone call from a team and uh, – I don't know. Teams don't like yeah. people who talk or, you know, That's and so, advice. it could only hurt your, uh, your chances. Right. And not, it's <laughs> not going to help him get the job. Yeah. <laughs> Either he's got the job or he's going to not get the job or he's going to not get the job because someone does some research on him and he's talking on the eve of, and then the podcast is a scapegoat. So we don't want to, no, no, we don't and, put and, ourselves in the uh, and, light of fire. And we wouldn't <laughs> have brought up where he might be going. Right. We're not even saying who he is, but, just, I don't know. For example, I'll let you in another little secret. Daniel Jeremiah, awesome. Chatted with him. Friend, he's going to come on the podcast. We're going to give him a break right now because he's so busy there. We'll wait for post-NFL schedule release, and he'll probably have a hole, and we'll bring him on. Great guest, great guy, and a big Padre fan. But he might be in hiding, too. You saw what he did, right, Jacob? I didn't see, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He was like Carney Trick Sage. He went, okay, Bryce Young won. That was easy. CJ Stroud, two. Yeah, that's reasonable. I mean, some people have the defensive guy, but right. that's not too much some of a stretch. Some people like an S2 or whatever it was. Right. For the third pick in his final mock draft, he had Houston trading up to number three and taking Will Anderson. I mean, I can't say I saw that. Many I mean, times in the, in the mocks I was looking at. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's pulling rabbit out of hat a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's getting the once over. I mean, like I'm sure uh, Nick Casario is going through everyone's phones and saying, "Who talked to Daniel Jeremiah?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure Daniel was just putting two and two together and taking a stab. You never could know for sure, but I know he's got a lot of good contacts. But I know it drives team crazy teams crazy when. They think there's a leak or something. And that was a pretty good pull by Daniel Jeremiah, you know, uh, piecing things together. And to call a trade that high up, I mean, okay, uh, let me ask you this question. What was more likely to happen? Houston trading up to three after taking C.J. Stroud and taking Will and Anderson or Will Levis falling out of the first round? 
Uh, I don't know. According to ESPN analytics, it was not a possibility at all for Levis to fall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they get analytics from. I mean, it's opinion on draft position. It's not analytics. It's, it's fact-based based on a lot of opinions. <laughs> well, when we do our injury analysis, and we'll get into, I'm sure, Joel Embiid. When we did Tyree Wilson in the draft, I'm sure we'll talk about that. It is an injury analysis with an opinion. It's not analytics. Analytics is analyzing hard data will leave us they were analyzing opinion i mean it was like consensus opinion is this yeah. is a 0.1 percent chance uh, that i'll buy analytics i don't know maybe i don't know the meaning of the analytics but it seemed funny to me and uh my point is Clearly, the long they said it was 0.01 percent chance will leave us. I think it was less than that that you could tell you point to trade and point to trade it and yeah. who they're going to go yeah. up to get. Right? Yeah. That's like leak all over. Now I don't think it was a leak, and I you know I know Casario keeps this uh, Patriots like mentality, uh, etc. And to that end, you know I've got some friends down in Houston and whatever, but. Promise, I didn't ask anybody what they were doing. Hey, because uh, they wouldn't tell me. Closest we got was having McLean on, talking about D'Amico Ryan's mindset with the tall, the big edge rusher and the foot surrounding Tyree. So that was that was an interesting storyline. But here was here was Jano Jeremiah in the background throwing all that to the side to go. <laughs> yeah, well, John go McLean, for Will Anderson. John McLean was a great guest, right? And uh, but you know he's not even if Casario told him. He wouldn't be able to reveal right. it, right? right. Uh, and uh, he still thought it was Tyree Wilson, even though we discussed on our podcast why it, with his foot. And he's admitted to it. Right. After he, not, not saying he won't have a career, not saying he won't play. He said basically, and I'm paraphrasing, yeah, my foot's still there. And, you know, I'm expecting and hoping and believing I'll play for the regular season, start of the regular season. I don't find a problem with that statement. But to say he's got no issue with his foot and he wasn't working out because he was worried about sweating on the wound, right? that wasn't the case. And I don't see how a team can pass on a quarterback at the top of the draft when you really need one and take a defensive player who wasn't head and shoulders above the others or surefire. And with his foot, it kind of made him not surefire. Right. And that's why Will Anderson, you know, and that's why you guys all were all in on no longer uh, first defensive player drafted. I mean, I don't want to get it wrong, but you guys are telling me he was minus 300 to be first player drafted when we started talking about defensive player drafted. Right. When we Tyree started Wilson talking about was, this. Yeah. And by Tuesday, he was no longer on the odds boards. He got pulled off the books. And when he came back on Wednesday, he was plus 300 to be the first. I mean, that's a. That's a big swing. Right. <laughs> and obviously, Will Anderson was the guy. Well, just to clear it up, I think some people might simplify your analysis on Tyree Wilson and say, oh, the Raiders taking him at seven? That's a horrible pick. He's still got this foot hanging over him. What, what are they thinking? I don't think it's a horrible pick. First of all, I'm not a talent judge. If you got a top-of-the-draft talent at seven, you might take a small risk with the foot. It's just he's not completely healthy, that's all. And we've never said that he's not draftable. And someone said, I forget what it was, I forget the numbers, but the fall cost him X millions of dollars. Tyree, we didn't cause you to fall. (laughs) 
the team saw you. Their doctors saw you. They saw the x-rays, the MRI, the CT scan. We didn't. We just told the public that this might be a problem. I mean, I remember someone writing after, um, uh, who's that? Jalen Smith, you know, perineal nerve, poster lateral corner, multi-ligament. When he walked, he tweeted a video or Instagram right before Combine where he said, this is the Notre Dame generational linebacker when he was coming out, saying, hey, five weeks after surgery, I got my brace off. And normally, if this were just Jimmy Butler walking the streets of New York, I don't know that I would get into this surveillance video game business, especially for a college kid. Yeah. Um, And I think we talked about, I remember, first of all, I thought he'd be fine anyways. I remember in Miami seeing and meeting Tua. And then when he left the Radio Row Convention Center, he was limping pretty good crossing the street. But I wasn't going to video him and show (laughs) it. That's just not fair, right? That's like being a creep in a spot. But Jalen Smith put up the video himself. And that's when we said, well, what's that AFO on your foot indicating perineal nerve? And there was one, someone in the media who said, yeah, that tweet cost him millions of dollars because he got exposed. No, it didn't. Teams got to examine him the next day. They knew what they were seeing. They didn't need to look at a video. A team doctor and a team would be silly to look at what we say and go buy it. You can look at what we say for fun. You can look at what we say to recheck what your notes were. Right. But you can't take our word over a hard exam and looking at MRIs. If you do, you're not in doing. You're not the right person for the job. I mean, it's so. Anyways, well, in the NBA, they can play kind of games. Chet Holmgren reportedly didn't give his medicals to. I think it was the Magic because he didn't want to go number two overall, or he was kind of trying to pick where he's going to. That doesn't exist in the NFL, right? You can't not show up to the medical rechecks. You can't well, play games with that. You can. It's a free country. Right. You don't need to go to combines. You can decline the invite to combine. Just do your pro day and just do your pro day and say that's all that. I'm doing. Yeah. It's a free country. Right. I'm not aware of anyone who has refused medicals because it's such a big part of football. Right. I am aware of, and it does happen all the time, where a player says, or through his agent, the agent's the bad guy, all 32 teams can't examine him. He's fresh post-op surgery. We're going to do one exam at the combines by one doctor, and you can watch that exam. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. But I'm not aware of anyone who's refused. There was that, what was it, last year? There was a player or two years ago got in an altercation with the MRI tech place, didn't get his scans, and got, I don't know if it's kicked out it's the right word. Yeah. I forget who it was. Excused from Excused. the Excused. <laughs> it's not mandatory. Right. You can refuse, just like Chet Holmgren can refuse. Look, medical records are private, protected by federal law. In order for your medical records to be spread, you have to give permission. No one else has permission. You don't have permission to do that. So, yeah, you could. But what message does that send? What are you hiding and things like that? Different leagues, all that. I'm sure the NFL players would love to have the sway that NBA superstars and draftees have at the top. So, yeah, I mean, you can say, don't take me. You know, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, look, NFL players, we've talked about it. Eli Manning slash his dad said, I'm not going to San Diego. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, 
it'd be hard for him. I guess you could have said, I'm not going to give San Diego my medicals. I'm not going to let San Diego look at my medicals. That's an interesting approach. Yeah. Um, There's better ways of doing it, it seems like. Yeah, well, I guess I didn't think about that ever, but I guess you could show up at Combines and say, look, I'm putting you all, all on notice that this is HIPAA, and you, Mr. New York Giants or whatever team, can examine me, but you're not allowed to share with anyone else, and specifically not with San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we would have been, okay, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't go tackle Eli and examine yeah. him. I mean, they lay down on the table voluntarily, and it's, it's and it is voluntary. There's is there peer pressure to do it and pressure to do it because you you know everyone else does it right. and you'd be you'd be the outlier the sure. outlier yeah but no not a big deal well let's get to Embiid real quick we'll get to some more draft stuff I got a whole list to go through uh, oh the other draft stuff I'll throw in there yeah. that I thought was pretty interesting um friend of mine Mike Cyphers was like banging off this kicker's going for I mean he was telling me this kicker's going first this kicker's going yeah. next this punter's going next and <laughs> he went pretty much. He was hotter than Daniel Jeremiah down the thing, and that's just from his eyes and looking at players. Yeah, I think that's a pretty unique skill set. I mean, to to be able to do that. That's good. No, uh, he didn't. He didn't have the the Niners kicker going in the third round, right? He didn't. Oh, he didn't say third line. round. Yeah. He said he expected him to go first. He was going to be the first kicker drafted. He did. He did say early. he didn't expect him to go on Friday. Right. Um, and that probably created a little bit of run of specialists. Yeah. Because then people get nervous, et cetera. But, you know, I think it was Mike Silver, another podcast guest that made an interesting point. Kyle Shanahan, right, said, heck, I got a lot of texts from friends giving me a hard time for taking a kicker in the third round. And he goes, I would have done it to my buddy too if he would have done it. But he goes, we have no other starter needs. Yeah. So here we are in the third round. We have a starter need and a kicker, and he's the best kicker. Why not? And then Mike Silver, podcast guest, recently made a point. Because of the, I don't know, it's, it's not Rooney rule, but minority coaches or GMs that get hired, you get an extra pick, extra third-round pick. Right. So they had third-round picks to burn yeah. because of their success in developing coaches and minority coaches. Right. I mean, what they've had, three or four different coach slash GMs be elevated so in the last couple of years. So they spent one on a kicker. I yeah. think that's nothing wrong. Kicker, no, that's a good point. It wasn't their only third-round pick. Kickers are people, too. <laughs> we don't have them in the six scores field views, but uh, they are people, too. We, we pay attention. <laughs> and and you know why we don't have them in the uh, field views and whatever? You're not playing an unhealthy kicker. Yeah. You want to know why? <laughs> why? There's only one. <laughs> On your roster. Yeah, you can you can easily I mean like call a guy up for the practice squad. Right. Yeah. You're not activating two kickers. Yeah. You're only activating <laughs> one. So if they're not a hundred percent healthy, you can't do it. It's one thing to have, oh, I have this, you know, rush in. I think he can get through some snaps, but we have backups. There's only one kicker. <laughs> you can't that's why it'd be silly to have a six score for a kicker because Either he's playing or he's not. Yeah. Either he's playing and he's fine or he's not. Maybe we need mental health six scores for kickers that are in their own head. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm waiting on a kicker that can serve as a backup quarterback. That'd be a that's a valuable roster addition. So 
I don't know if we'll see it in my lifetime. Well, another podcast guest, David Bin, long snapper. He was on the quarterback depth chart at times. There you go. Now he Niners was need him last year. He was down, <laughs> but yeah, he was yeah. on the depth chart for for as a as a quarterback. I and like it. Yeah. So Stranger Things. I there suppose. you go. <laughs> All right, recording this uh, Wednesday afternoon. So uh, game two of the Sixers and Celtics is going to tip off in a couple hours. Uh, Embiid's doing kind of the cat and mouse game. I don't know. How is it different from last year? Last year he had the face, the orbital fracture, concussion protocol. He was doubtful. And then it kept getting elevated ahead of game time, ahead of game time. I think as of 1.30 Pacific time, he's still doubtful with the knee is it going to be like last year all of a sudden he's questionable all of a sudden he's playing and in the lineup as we talked about return to play is hard to predict because it's multifactorial i can i don't think i'm breaking news here but maybe calling people's attention to it whether Embiid plays or not today and i don't think he is and whether he plays or not game three and he might not play game three when they return, I get it. The ceremony, the MVP trophy, the pressure, the home game, the whole Magical deal. powers, healing powers of a trophy. Yeah. Uh, well, also, you know, it's a seven game series. They're at one zero going home. One, one is pretty good. Do they really want to risk? I mean, maybe they'll go home two and oh, right. If MB plays, but yeah. you know, they won without them and you know, you don't want to, rush him back and then have a setback and miss more time. So uh, for that reason, and just for the knee, the LCL, the the potential ACL, and we'll talk about that in a second. I don't think he's going to play, but it's multifactorial, right? It's Embiid, the medical staff, and the team. They all have to agree. And think about this. I saw so much stuff about CP3. Here he goes again. The dude's injury prone. He can't finish the playoffs. Is that the other? And if you go through the list of his injuries, yeah, I think this groin adductor is real. Uh, I think he's done unless the Suns can go on to the next series, which is at this point maybe dubious. Right. And in the past, he's had a hamstring. What else has he had? Uh, shoulder. Shoulder. I don't think he missed time with the shoulder. He had a broken hand. Broken. broken yeah. If you look at his string of injuries and compared it to Embiid's, it's interesting that Embiid has had as many, if not more, the meniscus tear, the facial fracture, right. the handful of the injuries in the playoffs. And no one says he's injury prone, but they say he's a warrior. Well, he's not a warrior. He's a sixer, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying? He's tough. Well, he gets the, yeah, he gets the good rap for coming back and playing through and playing through. Whereas Chris Paul doesn't, but here's the difference when you're a monster, do you have to be 100% to be effective? When you're six feet tall and quick, right. you need every bit of your groin to do it. Yeah. Uh, so far, Embiid, I mean, could he play tonight? Is it physically possible to play tonight? Yes. Is he going to hurt it any worse by playing tonight? That's an unknown. And will he be 100% tonight? No way. We've all seen the videos of him shooting around. He, you can't slip a piece of paper under his feet you know <laughs> i mean he's a little more active today he's doing uh, some dribble moves i don't know <laughs> yeah a little more active he's more active today that okay maybe today i couldn't cover him but yeah. <laughs> if, if i were you know 20 years old i might be able to stay with him he'd shoot over the top of me yeah. but i mean 15 foot set shots that's not his i mean yeah. 
he's not a hundred percent. That's all. I mean, well, when are you going to play him? Is the question. There's the PRP element too that came out came out Monday this last Monday that Shams reported he had a PRP injection last week. So that'd be the final week of April for a week P- after his injury. What I tell patients is PRP takes two weeks to really kick in and work to start to work. Could it be a little earlier? Yeah, maybe. But he's you know a week and change. It's early. Close to two weeks. I think it was April twentieth he heard it. So oh, going on two weeks. But he, I think he okay, he getting close. Reportedly had the injection at the one week mark of his injury. So oh, okay, it'll be the third week that since injury that it starts kicking. Right, that's what I'm saying. He's barely a week since the injection, and it yeah. takes a couple of weeks for the injection to work. We'll see. I mean, yeah. look, if he if he does play tonight, and his props are near normal. <laughs> take the under i mean yeah he can't have the same rotation he they can't burn him out if he plays like that i don't think he's gonna play but i thought we'll it was see. interesting too one of our uh twitter sluice uh tagged us in it on uh on twitter his uh skills coach personal trainer whatever you want to call him uh did a congr- congratulations post of him winning joel Embiid winning mvp and the third photo had him in a knee brace underneath the sleeve which he hasn't been seen with publicly so Hinting that we're going to see him in a brace tonight. Look, if he's not in a brace tonight or game three, he's going against medical advice. <laughs> he's reported a grade two LCL. That's a ligament. They're going to want him in a brace. Now, can they force him to put on a brace? You can't force anyone to do anything. But if he's following medical advice, as he suggests that he will, he will be in a brace. And that is an ACL-type brace, which also protects the LCL. But here's the thing that's scary for us. We've all along said there's some worry for ACL. Mild sprain, not complete tear, not end-of-the-world surgery. But isolated LCLs don't happen very often. And some of this, especially now, it's a grade 2 LCL, isolated. And they said a little more. Like what's the little more? LCL and additional damages. Like yeah, just, and, and what's the additional damage? Is it cartilage? Is it partly the ACL? I remember back uh, when uh, Teddy Bridgewater, the Viking, said ACL tear and more. <laughs> it was a multi-ligament knee dislocation that it included like the more. ACL. It definitely looked like well, more. <laughs> it's more. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to go down the laundry list of of ones, but yeah, it's yeah. safe to say ACL and more. Uh, final thing on a beat. He had the lateral meniscus tear in his right knee in 2021. Missed one game, came back, had 40 points, 30, 39 points. The next two games. How is that different from this case? Well. That would be, depending on the type of meniscus tear, I mean, if it were a displaced flap, I'd say he's inhuman. Right. If it's a degenerative <laughs> meniscus tear, yeah, he can play through. But here's the other thing. And this goes back to why everything we do in terms of analysis is qualitative, not by the book. Oh, lateral meniscus is this, this is this, this is this. Right. Patrick, uh, high ankle sprain. Oh, there's no way Patrick Mahomes can play. No, Patrick Mahomes can play. Another quarterback might not be able to. And I'm not talking toughness. You think Chris Paul can play through a lateral meniscus tear? No, he's a little point guard who's got to move and, and be quick and change directions and cut. Right. Joel Embiid, he's a... He's a beast. I mean, he can create shots without. He is athletic, especially defensively. But he can be effective without having to be overly athletic. 
the fact that he is athletic makes him the MVP, but it's just different for different people. And, and there's no question Embiid is tough, though. I, I'm giving him that for sure. But, you know, there's tough and there's impossible, right? I mean, I don't think CP3 could play through because they're different players, different people. Uh, like you've always said, the, the player is always the one pushing to play. It's the medical staff and the team that comes together and talks about it with the player and says, does this make sense for us to put him out there? Especially up one one nothing, whatever. We're getting two in the weeds in uh, Doc Rivers and the Sixers mindset. But uh, yeah. going back to the drafts, got a couple more uh, interesting landing places for people. Hendon Hooker to the Lions in the third round. Maybe uh, – Expecting him to get on the field at all this year? Are no, they lining Brad, up a golf replacement? Brad Holmes said it. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. His job is to get healthy and learn the scheme this year. And, and you know, put some learning under his belt. His job is not to play this year. And, uh, you know, I think that may be a good situation for him. Well, and the Lions have showed that they're willing to be patient with players. And Jameson Williams, I know he's got the, the gambling thing that he's out to six games. But last year, they really slow played his ACL from uh, Alabama that he hurt in the championship game. I mean, that I won't get into that gambling yeah. thing. As I tell you, I don't gamble. I mean, I was in Vegas for my daughter's cheer thing. I gambled a little bit. It's legal. It's not legal in California. I don't gamble, but it's legal to gamble. So Jameson Williams and some others placed legal wagers and the NFL is non NFL, non NFL. If it was NFL, it'd be a full year. It was non-NFL, so they get the six games. That's that's the line they're setting. Oh no, the line's finer than that. If they in the facility, right? In a team facility. Right. So if he's on the team bus, the team hotel, team practice facility, then yeah, yeah, it's illegal. But if he were at home or in his car, now the question is, if he's out in the parking lot in his car, could he have done it? Well, technically, it might be on the Lions' property, the parking lot, so yeah. maybe not. If he drove it out to the curb on the street, then in theory, he could do it. So I don't know. That just seems like a very fine line. I get the hard line of nothing on football. I yeah. get that. And if you wanted to say because of the potential problem of owing money and you know getting a black hole, we're not going for the right to play in the NFL. You can't gamble on any sports. Or anything. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But to say you can, but not in the facility, just don't bring it to work with you. Basically, <laughs> I mean, I don't think. Okay, we're a medical facility because of patient health and at the surgery center because we have oxygen tanks and things. There's no smoking inside. But if they're on a break. They can't go out to the patio, which is still property of the surgery center, and have a smoke. If you try to prevent them from doing that, you'd get employment action from the state of yeah. California. <laughs> you can't control what they do on a break. <laughs> you know, now I get it's a bad look if he's at team meetings yeah. and gambling and say, hey guys, what do you think of the Sixers tonight? <laughs> yeah, but, but if you're sitting at your locker and there's a lot of downtime, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the rule. I'm, I can't imagine this rule is going to stay, but it's the rule right now. We'll see as more and more states get legal. It's gonna it's gonna affect a lot more teams. So it'll be an interesting well interesting evolution. I guess their their answer is this is what was collectively bargained. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear all the time. For example, Colorado is a legal state for weed. I mean, 
a lot of states are now. Right. But that did mean that Broncos players can smoke weed and be okay, right? Because that's the collective bargaining agreement. So maybe that's the reason. Uh, Jets, I had my eye on as the draft was unfolding. They kind of got scooped for a tackle and that uh, the Steelers moved up right ahead of them uh, after the Packers drafted at 13. Um, They have signed Billy Turner, friend of Aaron Rodgers. They got... He projects to play right tackle. He's going to compete with Max Mitchell, second-year guy. Uh, Dwayne Brown is projected to be the left tackle. They also potentially have Kai Becton over there, although they didn't pick up his fifth year, so I don't know what that signals. It, it seems like there's a lot going on in the offensive line in front of Aaron Rodgers. Well, you wrote, it's not about Aaron Rodgers' health, and the success is about the offensive line in front of him. So Becton now had his surgery. Maybe he's going to move back to the left side. Dwayne Brown's been around quite a while. 38. Am I... When I saw Billy Turner getting signed, remember when? I remember uh, Wade Phillips. Uh, I think he tweeted this. Wade Phillips is hilarious, right? Yeah. And uh, when all these young guys that either coached with or knew Sean McVay were getting hired to be head coaches, I think Wade tweeted something like, "I know Sean McVay. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with Sean McVay." <laughs> Right, but his his age was not what yeah, they were. Yeah, he wasn't a young guy. <laughs> but my point is, is are we now down to? I I know Aaron Rodgers. I played with Aaron Rodgers. I, I was shocked. Brandon Cobb got a contract. I thought he was done last year after the the high ankle. So, you guys got juice. Yeah, he's got courtside Nick tickets. <laughs> uh, I don't think he went through the standard waiting period. I don't think so. <laughs> he's already cashing in. He was at the the Rangers hockey game, and then he's at the Knicks. He's doing the the New York Grand Tour. So we'll see him at a Mets game soon. And am I wrong? I, I saw that I think he comes with someone every time, but it's a different person. Yeah. It's like a rotating buddy that comes with him. Oh, and I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's going to sway fantasy drafts who he goes with more. So. <laughs> oh, we need a scouting report on who he goes to more games with. You know? Yeah. The, the Aaron Rodgers tracker. I'm sure it's up somewhere. <laughs> uh, Jets also have Brees Hall coming back from the ACL uh, October 23rd. They picked up a fifth-round running back, uh, Israel Bonaconda, out of Pitt. Uh, that makes sense. Is he going to – I mean, they got other people there. They got Michael Michael uh, Carter. You know, everyone thinks Adrian Peterson, no problem. But, yeah, you know, look at all the examples we've had. Uh, you got to see what his – where his value is set at for futures props and, and what round in the draft. Is he draftable? Sure, but – would you expect a breakout season? Probably not. Right. First year back after his ACL. Uh, Ravens are an interesting wide receiver situation too. I know uh, OBJ prop just went up. So uh, we're... I know it's early, right? <laughs> it's early. After the draft, that's when that's when people go go full full on. I guess. I mean, free agency is still going on, but I think the OBJ prop is five seventy five and a half. All right, I'll give everyone an early one. Yeah. I I like it. Um, you could say he's old. You can say it's two ACLs, but here's what you're forgetting. He's still a freak athlete. Okay, this has nothing to do with being Twitter buddies or right. pen pals or whatever. <laughs> but he tore his ACL for the second time, and it's no harder to recover from an ACL the second time than the first time. And you could argue that it's easier because you know what it takes. By the time he's week one, He's going to be 18 months after his ACL, second ACL. 
Yes, he struggled the first year back after an ACL, and we said he would struggle, and we talked about it. He was also in Cleveland, and he struggled, and then when he got to the Rams later in the season, all of a sudden he started doing better. Was that purely the Rams? Was it Stafford? Was it the scheme? Or was it his knee? It was probably all of the above, right? right? But this time he's got 18 months. Now, you got to gel with Lamar. Lamar's back and the whole deal, but that seems really low to me. They have Rashad Bateman coming back off his uh, foot surgery, I believe as a list Frank uh, late in the season. Um, might've been Jones. Frank. I got to check on that. Uh, but they picked up Zay flowers in the first round of the drafts. Is there any, maybe it's splitting hairs, but is there any question that OBJ is the wide receiver one in that room? Well, I think they haven't even stepped onto the field. So, <laughs> I mean, what is he projected as? I'm, I'm already trying to get an edge in rookie drafts. Oh. <laughs> Zay flowers. He's, lit up a lot of people's boards he, a lot of people are high on him coming in route running explosiveness all that stuff so yeah i mean you know rookie drafts are a different thing i haven't even <laughs> dealt with that so i don't know who you're comparing him to yeah and and where he's at but it sounds like uh, he's going to be he sounds like you're not going to get a bargain he's going to be overvalued or valued correctly yeah. <laughs> so uh it doesn't sound like he's going to slip through anyone's radar screen um I don't know. I mean, rookie drafts, you're drafting long-term, right? And so, and you say, is Odell Beckham the number one? Yeah, this year maybe. I mean, but long-term, I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't dabbled into that rabbit hole of rookie drafts. Just want to throw you that one, Doc, so sure. so we can prove you're not a fantasy expert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one that made news after the draft, uh, Ty J. Spears, the I think it was third-round running back that the Titans picked up, uh, reportedly has no ACL, full tick thickness cartilage loss in the right knee and arthritis is that a <laughs> what else can you possibly have in a knee coming out of college too yeah um there's no question i mean it's a little redundant right full thickness articular cartilage loss and arthritis well that's the definition of arthritis so <laughs> you know uh you know that's like saying you're uh uh, I, 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 see the, I see the steel belts on your tires and your tires are bald. Well, yeah, that's how you, <laughs> and you need new tires. You're saying the same thing, just different ways. Look, he had a lot of good college numbers. Um, he obviously played to be able to be in a position to be drafted and get invited to combines, but, you know, um, Where's Sony Michelle right now? Last with the Rams. I don't know if he has a contract now. The pick looked pretty good when he was a rookie. Yeah. He helped the Patriots win a Super Bowl. He had some years. He had a couple of years, yeah. but where is he now? Yeah, floating around this, you yeah. know. I'm not saying it's a bad draft pick. Right. And believe it or not, if your knee is arthritic, you sometimes don't need an ACL because <laughs> – <laughs> the bone spurs help hold your knee in place. Really? You're not giving out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's playing through right now. Good. Yeah. But when it goes south, it's going to go south. The question is, when is it going to go south? Gradually or all of a sudden? No one's got a crystal ball. And I haven't even examined him. One yeah. thing I, I'd like to say about the NFL, though, is I was pleasantly surprised that this year seemed to be a record low number of leaks for medical health and otherwise. We are all for telling people things that they don't know. 
but that's different than leaks. Like we're not in the room. And if we can figure it out from publicly available material, I think it's fair game, but we're not leaking information that we find out from their medical records. We're not a team or someone saying, trying to get a guy's stock to drop by leaking medical information right. or otherwise. So there didn't seem to be a lot of leaks. I know rap sheet after the draft talked about this, but at least it was after the draft and it was good. There weren't a lot of leaks this, uh, this year. I don't think medically. Yeah. Uh, you can check out the website for all the latest on uh, sick insights. We got the latest on Jimmy Butler laundry list of players. John Julius Randall came back. So uh, we'll, Keep track of all the latest of that throughout the playoffs. Uh, it seems like load management is not working, though. I don't know. I don't know how how you prevent injuries, but it's or, certainly not. Or you could say they need more load management. It's not. They it's need, not need enough load management. The bottom line is load management's been a PR disaster for the NBA. And now who do you have? Now you've got Embiid and Jimmy Butler and Julius Randle just came back and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Giannis and. I know I'm forgetting a handful of others. It's been a mass unit for the NBA in terms of what's happening. Yeah. Oh, and Jimmy Butler, I got a kick out of, oh, he's shopping. He's walking down the streets of New York and this, that, the other, <laughs> you know. Look good walking around. What was that thing on his, his leg? Okay. I, Maybe I'm jaded. <laughs> I was reading into it a little bit and then I got lost. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to. Here's my question. I want to know how much he got paid for walking around yeah. with that thing. I yeah. mean, I mean, usually when athletes they funded the shopping trip, probably. <laughs> yeah, usually when athletes walk around, you know, whatever they have a device on them, they they cover it. Like Joel Embiid's knee brace is covered with yeah. a sleeve. They cover it. Here he is, just walking. You don't think he's going to get noticed in the public? And then he even put it on his own Instagram. Yeah, and you can see the device clear as day in New York, the streets in New York. So. I mean that that smells a product placement to me, but yeah. who knows? smart man, <laughs> smart, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, you know, it's don't know if it's to... getting him on the court any faster, but smart man, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think he will be back next game. Yeah, yeah. Will he be a hundred percent? I still like we said for last night's game, Julius Randall healthier than Butler. Yeah, and I think the same is going to be now. Who's a better player? That's a different story, right? But healthier from the ankle standpoint, from the ankle standpoint, Randall over Butler still the next game. Well, wrap it up, uh, go full circle on Bryce Harper. Be remiss if we didn't uh, mention his, his miraculous Tommy John recovery to, <laughs> to go back to what he was doing last year. Well, I'm not continuing to refer to this just because we don't have a podcast guest. Less is more, but Jason Stark during spring training, he was a little surprised when we said, no, no, I, I think he's coming back well before the All-Star break. Honestly, I think he could have come back prior to this. And there was word that the, the team was worried about, what if he slides? But he's going to come back as a DH. He's not going to play right field. He's not going to throw. Shohei Otani did it, had surgery in October, came back May 7th, hitting. He had surgery in November, coming back May. He just shaved a month off, basically. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's November first versus October thirty first. I mean, he was after the World Series, so it was kind of later November. Okay, mid, I, mid to later. But yeah, yeah, but the bottom line is, um, yeah, you can hit with a torn UCL, and there's not a lot of stress on a reconstructed UCL to hit, especially a right-handed thrower 
batting left-handed, even less stress on the right elbow. Yeah, just uh, putting together those two, Otani and Harper, one random thing I noticed, uh, they had the exact same stats playing through. <laughs> Last year, Harper oh, really? had a, he hit 286 with 18 home runs. Otani hit 286 with 18 home runs when he came back from his Tommy John. <laughs> so not the same amount of games, not saying anything there, but it's kind of odd. Now, there's some ESPN analytics. If yeah. you have a torn UCL and you hit through and play through as a hitter, you're going to hit 18 home runs and hit 286. There you go. It's, it's a proven track record. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for watching and listening. Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. Um, lots of basketball here. And we'll, we will get Daniel Jeremiah on. We'll get some other fun guests on. Like I said, love to hear your comments subscribe here or whether it's the apple podcast or uh at the youtube channel here and uh go to sports injury central sic score for all the updates i think the sick insights are doing pretty well and there's a free newsletter you can sign up for if you're a newsletter guy that summarizes some bullet points that you can get in your inbox twice a week thanks for watching and listening for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.